me now I gay as hell. Doesn't get much gayer than this. Yeah. Stuffed elephant. Pink one. Well, wish in one hand, shit in the other one. See which one fills up first. Okay. Lights, please. As we all know, Christmas is that mystical time of year when the ghost of Jesus rises from the grave to feed on the flesh of the living. So we all sing Christmas carols to lull him back to sleep. Outrageous! How dare he say such blasphemy? I've got to do something. Bob, there's nothing you can do. <sighs> well, I guess I'll just have to develop a sense of humor. Merry Christmas to all as we all shut the hell up. News Live Christmas Craptacular. Happy birthday, Jesus! Here are your hosts, Trey, JSK, and Adam Martin from WrestleView.com. All right, everybody, welcome to this year's uh, Christmas Craptacular. Volume 2, I guess you could say. Deuce. Deuce. Uh, we won't say do, but uh, that's somebody else. Um want to welcome you all to uh, one of my favorite shows of the year. I know it's one of Adam's personal favorites. Probably one of our most downloaded, would you say, of the year? Still is the most downloaded show throughout the year. So, Which I don't understand why. <laughs> well, it's because we kind of we don't really... I mean, we we have a format, but we don't really do it the show the way we normally do it. And plus, right. we have the the fan interaction, or I don't want to say they're fans because they're just. Li- I mean, they're not like I don't want to be all like the family <laughs> fans, you know. The family, not, yeah, the family. the family, the wrestling news live yeah. family participates in the show. And you know what? Kudos to the wrestling news live family out there. All you guys in the chat room, all you guys in the message board, because you really came through this year. Now, last year. You know, I think we left the lines open for a much longer period, and we still came up with less calls for last year's show than we did for this year's show. We had more calls this year than we had last year, and that's what you want if you want to keep this thing going. If you want there to be Mm -hmm. a craptacular volume three, well, it's all up to you, and we appreciate each and every one of you for taking time out of your busy schedule to call in. Now, if you're listening for the first time to the Christmas Craptacular, you're probably going, what is he talking about, these calls? Well, instead of commercial breaks, which we would normally have on a Wrestling News Live episode, this week, well, for this episode, it's going to be the listeners of the show that have called in and pre-recorded their Christmas wishes. We've also got a file that was sent to us from Omega. Omega joins us every year on the Christmas Craptacular and reads us a poem. And this year is no different. He's going to join us a little bit later on. We also have uh, the uh, power, Andy Knowles. He's going to drop by and drop some stuff on us for Christmas as well. So you're, you're in the right place for holiday cheer, good fun, wrestling, and probably some stupidity. Yeah, and I, this was that, it's that weird time of the year where people get kind of a break from uh, school maybe, um, I know some people get a break from work, occasionally, not all the time, maybe not this week, but as Christmas approaches, right. and uh, I finally remember one Christmas, it was actually the year before we decided to do the Craptacular, where I think you had 
Jonah on the show, or I, I couldn't remember who it was, and that was the the night where you had cell phone problems and you you threw your cell phone, <laughs> or you tried to have Jonah on the show, and uh, you threw your cell phone at the wall, and you pretty much hosted the show all by yourself. And well, I always no, remember that because that was, it was a busy night for me. I went out, got all my Christmas stuff, and I came home, and I was getting ready to do the show, and then. For some reason, I couldn't be on the night because of it because your cell phone was right. messed up. And well, what it was is that uh, JSK was in Nashville. Oh, that's right. And Jonah had yeah. come on the the show. He was going to co-host in JSK's spot. Mm. And we kept having phone problems. After Jonah was on for a little while, I dropped his call and don't know why. And then JSK kept trying to call in with live updates from the weekly pay-per-view because that was when TNA was still weekly and he was there at the asylum. And I couldn't get anything to work, so I got pissed off and threw my phone against the wall like the webcam and shattered it into a million pieces. Yeah, so that's, that's the trade dog loses his temper, basically. Yeah, fa la 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 Yeah, you should have listened to him earlier tonight when we were trying to put everything together. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that don't know... For the last, let's see, nine to ten. Two hours. Yeah, about two and a half hours, actually. Yeah. Adam and I have been doing what we call show prep and getting all the audio clips. <laughs> it's really show prep. Put together. <laughs> well, it's not so much of what we're going to talk about. I was still translate. It would have been funnier if we would have recorded our show prep and just put that up as the show because I think yeah. we would have found that even funnier. So. Well, but some of the things we say off the air we can't necessarily say on the air. You know. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell a sound clip from a certain movie, maybe that. You know. <laughs> why don't you tell everybody about your lust for figgy pudding? <laughs> you were singing the song. No, Trey sir. kept playing. You kept playing the track for the the Christmas song, and then Trey just started going, "I want my figgy pudding. I want my." <laughs> just, you kept saying it over again, so I that is got not stuck true. in my head. That is not true. That is not. That true. is so true. No. You were doing your little. I do my show prep. I'm the trade dog. I, I want some figgy pudding. See, that's the voice you used, everybody. No. Thinks I'm making it up. No, I'm not making it up. It was Jeff Garcia <laughs> from the Philadelphia Eagles. And then, Adam, I'm trying to be serious. I'm trying to get all your phone calls edited together so that I can put them together in the commercial breaks. And then Adam comes out with this. I just sharted. I don't know what that means. I tried to fart and all shit came out. <laughs> And so you know, he starts laughing rules, in the so. background. I'm like, what's going on? What are you laughing about? I thought he was laughing at me or laughing at the phone call. <laughs> no, he's back there listening to sound clips from movies. That's a, that's from what I was telling you. I, I finally got to see the movie Mission Impossible 3, and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in Mission Impossible 3. He's the bad guy, but if you've ever seen the movie Along Came Polly, it's really hard to take him serious in Mission Impossible <laughs> 3, especially when he sharts in his uh, pants. Especially when you watch him back-to-back in that order, too. Yeah. All right, well, it is the Christmas Craptacular. We are here to do some wrestling talk. Now, I do want Adam to tell the story because I forget how exactly it happened. How did you find out the two WWE superstars that listened to the Christmas Craptacular? How did you find that out? Uh, the big show was in town in Cedar Rapids for our house show last... Oh, no, it was, it was this year in April, and um, I wasn't working that day. But uh, someone told me to stop by. Like Adam, you you gotta come by. The big show's here. I'm like, oh, you're you're just you know you're messing with me. Like, no, 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 he's here. So I live about ten minutes away from from where I work at. So I got in the car, and I showed up. And I was basically just pretending that I had to get a check or something, which I didn't. It was just all to see the big show. And it, you you couldn't miss him. I, as soon as I pulled up, you know, he's just the big bastard standing there. And as soon as I walked in, this guy I used to work with, he he knew you know of the website, of the radio show, stuff like that. And um, he just kind of mentioned to Big Show, he's like, you know, this guy's uh, kind of a big deal around here because he's, he's the wrestling guy. And the Big Show was like, oh, really? And we just kind of got to talking. And, you know, he knew of WrestleView. And um, I told him about the radio show. I do Wrestling News Live. And he goes, oh, yeah, I've listened to that show. And he said he, he loved our Christmas Craptacular. 
It's so pretty cool though. That's right. He was a big fan, and I, I I wonder if he's still been listening to you singing to his theme music. Although we had a we had a moment for that on the show last week. Yeah, we, we're done with that now. Yeah, we I can't. Just, although you probably won't change it, just like you wouldn't change the rapid fire. No, I'm, it's changed. And, it's changed. I'm, oh, okay. Yeah. We're well, already on top of it. Uh, we, well, yeah, I had we had our moment of silence for the big show's music that I love so much, and I'm, that's not being sarcastic. I really do like the song. He does. I know it's a good song. But uh, yeah, I never thought about that. I never thought about the big show being a listener and actually hearing me make a fool out of myself singing his theme song. Yeah, it's gonna be hard not to do that when we talk. And about uh, one point two, Joy Styles put us over. So did he? Yeah. I didn't know about that one. I told you about that one. I don't remember that one. Yeah, Joey Styles is a listener. I don't know if he's an avid listener, but he's listened. Well, how did you find that? Uh, and uh, Kid Cash is, what is it? Oh, he, <laughs> you're the America's Most Wanted boys, Kid Cash. And, yeah, uh, he knows me as Mr. America's Most Wanted. Yeah, and Christian Cage knows you as, as a Trevor Murdoch. And, uh, no, just Trevor. Yeah. He didn't call Trevor, me Trevor yeah. Murdoch. He didn't call you Trevor Murdoch, just Trevor. So just every time I see Trevor Murdoch, I think of Trey. So. Well, most, most people do anyway. So. And that's Katie and Trevor Murdoch, our Trey and JSK. So. Now, where did the John Cena thing come into this? The John Cena thing, uh, when was that? I'm trying to remember when that was. It it was a while ago. It's been a while. Yeah, it was... Oh, man, when was that? I think that was like mid-year. It was kind of a little bit... It, it was when I was in Chicago, so... Right. Um, and uh, someone... I think we were at... I can't remember that, because we sit at a Marriott. It was, it was weird because they said WrestleMania was in Chicago, but it was really in a suburb of Chicago. And the name of the the, the town we, we stayed at is Escaping Me which is where the uh, the arena was at. I should probably know because we actually live in the Midwest. You think we would know these things. Right. Um, but I think we went to the... Because we stayed right across the street from where all the WWE guys stayed at. And we stayed at the Marriott. They stayed at this other hotel. I forgot the name of it. But that was basically... I could see the, the WWE trucks there. I could see the limos there. We actually saw everybody get into a limo. Just a bunch of limos pulled up as they were heading out to the arena early in the morning. Because a lot of people stood out there, but you couldn't even get... If you started to walk across the street, security would stop you. I mean, that place was locked down. It was pretty much all sold out for the, the WWE staff. But John Cena and a few other guys... Actually, the, the chick from uh, Destiny's Child who sang the anthem... Right. She was she was at the bar at the uh, Marriott across the street. I don't know why they all decided to come to our hotel. I thought they were actually going to go to theirs to avoid people like us, because we had a bunch of WWE fans there. And Johnny Fairplay was there, too, and I talked to Johnny Fairplay a little bit about <laughs> his whole feud <laughs> with wrestling. He's, he's a big fan of mine. Yeah, he's a big fan of yours. And, uh, but, yeah, John Cena was actually there, and we, uh, we were just kind of standing there. And he used to actually, you know, like I said, I, I'm not a huge fan of the character, but he's a, he's a nice guy. And he's super cool nice and, guy, super nice guy. And, of course, Paul, like I told you the story about Paul, uh, during WrestleMania, he spent, you know, almost $300 on his ticket, but instead of staying in his seat, he walked around the arena and just put WrestleView cards all over the bathrooms and stuff. But uh, Paul was there, and of course Paul, you know, pulls out a car and he, hey, what's up, you know, John? And John's like, oh yeah, you know, I know you guys, and and uh, that was the same night where we were just kind of talking, and he he knew of the radio show, and and he even did the Dirk and Dirk for me. So did he really? Yeah, and that was also the same night too when I was standing in the line, and there was some dude dressed up as the Macho Man Randy Savage, and he saw we were giving out WrestleView cards, and he's like, uh, oh, is, is everybody here from this from the staff? And and he's like, yeah, that's Adam over there. And he walked up, and he was in his full Savage gear. And he's like, he's like, oh man, I, I love wrestling. He's like, where's Trey JSK at? And that was the night when you guys did the whole like, <laughs> I think you guys were on the air for like six, seven hours that night. I didn't yeah. even realize that you guys did the show that long. I thought you just came right on after the show was over with, but I forgot that that was when JJ was in studio with you. So. Right. And I cannot believe that John Cena did the Dirk and Dirk. Yeah. 
Wow. It's, it's I, I know it's still it, I would I was laughing so I'm like but you actually know that like because we're so ignorant we just think that you know nobody listens nobody to listens us, to us we just think we're talking to ourselves yeah so watch out don't don't say anything bad about John Cena hey I like John Cena I'm telling you right <laughs> that's what now. I said I I think John Cena's a nice guy I just I I even told him like dude I'm just not a fan of the the you know Vanilla Ice character but. And I said you were funnier when you were a heel and stuff like that. And the Marine like, yeah, guy is getting over though. The Marine guy, the, the the military guy is getting over though. I think. Yeah, but but he's doing like isn't that an army pose though that he does? Where he stands and salutes? No, the the army cap. Doesn't he wear an army cap and he's doing the Marine salute? Well, it's not a it's yeah it's it's not a Marine fatigues cap because a Marine okay. a Marine fatigues cap it has a different look to it like it kind of comes up in points. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, so but yeah, it's it's not even a military cap. It's just a camouflage cap. The WWE mm-hmm. put his logo on, so they can't really use the Marine cap anyway. So, Jan Cena, as Armando would say. Jan Cena, yes, that's or, or Santo Loco, I would say, actually. <laughs> can't wait. To <laughs> we got the flag. That was yeah. my favorite thing from the show on Saturday. You were like, oh. Oh, can't wait to play Santo Loco's clip for the. Uh, yeah, he had a good one. He yeah. called a good one, and so. And again, thanks to everybody for calling in. And we'll his Saints got beat by the Redskins. <laughs> I know. Oh man, he's making fun of me. What's up with that? You couldn't even beat the Redskins. Well, you couldn't either. Yeah, we. Uh, well, that was bullshit. <laughs> that was bullshit. And you know it was. Uh, that okay. was a, that was a bullshit block kick, and that was when we had our bad. All right. Well, we've been on the air now for 13 minutes. I know. I'm sorry. I'm we, sorry. We, we haven't sorry. talked we need to talk about wrestling. wrestling. So, uh, let's go ahead and do that. Let's jump right in. First off, want to say, you know, we still miss JSK. JSK is actually in Arkansas, uh, back home. He hasn't been home very much in the 10 years I've known him. This is one of the probably the third time since I've known him in 10 years that he's actually been able to go back home. He's going to listen from. Arkansas with all of his friends and family, so we want to do a good job and uh, say, man, we miss you. The microphone's do, yeah. still here, and uh, whenever you're ready to come back, it's it's all yours, brother. I'm going to make, yeah. make JSK host about 17 shows by himself, though, I think, when he comes back, <laughs> just because. <laughs> yeah, because I had a lot of fun doing that, and people really yeah. enjoyed that one. Hey, I enjoyed hosting by I'm myself. I'm doing the thumbs up, the fake thumbs up, the McFoley. That's right. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into some wrestling. Let's go ahead and do some yeah. Raw talk. Let's talk about what happened on the big three-hour extravaganza. You cannot miss this show, or else you will just be a bastard stepchild. I know like that. that usually we should we, the thing we should talk about is like the big 30-man battle royale and Edge winning and facing John Cena, and they had all these big matches and stuff. It's you know, I got to tell you, on and I got to tell you, we 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 had we had predictions. Yeah. On Sun on Saturday's show. And what, I said Ric Flair. You said Kenny. Yeah, what pisses me off is that I wasn't smart enough to think uh, to think Edge. And the reason why is because, literally, when the match started... Actually, no, I take that back. Who was the last guy to get a musical entrance that entered the ring? Uh, Triple H? Yeah, you're yeah Triple H. Triple okay, H, you're right. At that point, I went okay. Well, Triple H is the last guy that's going to get music. And I looked over at JSK, and I said, I can't believe that Edge isn't in this. And he goes, Well, how do you know he's not? I said, Well, don't you think he's a big enough superstar they would have played his music as he came to the ring? He goes, Well, yeah, probably. They played Carlitos. They played Randy Orton's. And then when the match started, they showed Edge standing outside the ring, and yeah. they said that he was a, a member of the Battle Royal. I looked at JSK right then, and I said, Edge wins. 
And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, he's going to do that same thing that he did in all the TLC matches with Christian. He's going to lay out in the fucking, you know, out, basically in the on-deck circle. He's going to stand outside the ring until it's time to get in there with one or two people, and that's how he's going to win. And that's exactly what I said. As soon as, I mean, the match, the bell hadn't even rang. And you already were confident in the pick. Yes. And that's and why. And it was, it was actually, was I you right? know, I kind, of, I kind of feel bad for Jim Ross because he had to call that. All by himself, and it was how long did that run for? Was that at least like thirty-five minutes, forty about minutes? Thirty-five, forty minutes, probably. Yeah, it was the first. It was at least a good portion of the first half of the first hour, and it was, um, you know, the, those are kind of, you know, I know we were saying on the show last week, and I kind of maybe want to retract the statement. We said that this might take away from the Royal Rumble, but this really wasn't. Everybody was in there when this when it started with the Rumble. You know, you have countdowns, people jump right. in. Right. This one was surprises just was in there. Yeah. You know so. And it was just, you know, it was kind of a boring... It didn't get really exciting until there was like four or five guys left, you know. And I, I liked the whole thing where they did the Shawn Michaels, is, is, you know, in the corner, and you have Randy Orton and Edge, and I think it was Lance Cade that was left, too. And yeah. So they had that little double-team thing, and that was kind of cool. And Well, I even told JSK at one point, I said, watch this, it's going to be all heels against DX. Boom. You know, <clears throat> not that I'm the greatest wrestling predictor since... Yes, you, you know, are. But... I'm just, you know, if I can figure it out that far in advance, there's a problem. And maybe, yeah, maybe there's a problem. Maybe it's becoming a little too predictable for you. Maybe you need to stop watching. Well, maybe. Um, I thought Jim Ross did fine by himself. You know, it's funny because I'm not a big Battle Royal fan at all. And I remember early in the first interview days of Wrestling News Live, when we first started doing interviews, one of the guys that I interviewed, I want to say it was Julio De Niro. Mm-hmm. from TNA, and we talked about Battle Royals because he had been in one the night before at an independent show. And I asked him, you know, his thoughts, because he said, basically, I was one of the first ones in and the first one eliminated. And I said, well, what do you feel about, you know, being one of the first ones eliminated? Doesn't that suck? And his response was, well, going into the match, you know who's going to win, and if it ain't going to be me, I want to get the hell out of there. <laughs> and I thought, well... Yeah that, I mean, yeah, that makes sense, you know. So I'm not a big fan of Battle Royals, never really have been. I do like the Royal Rumble, and for reasons like you said, Adam, it's because it's a little different. You don't yeah. know who's coming out when other than number one and number 30, usually. And that's for storyline purposes, and there's always those surprises. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's gotten to the point now with the Royal Rumble, if there's not some major surprise, you're almost like, that sucked. It'd be the best battle royal ever, but if there wasn't a surprise, you're like, I didn't care for it. I just hope it gets top billing next month because last year they, or earlier this year, they did the Royal Rumble and they had two title matches, and that's how they did the end of the show. And I thought it was really stupid because it's called the Royal Rumble, but right. But uh, now, but now the luster, like the surprises and stuff like that, that doesn't always happen now because you have 15 Raw guys, 15 SmackDown guys, right. so you kind of have a list of who's going to be in it. Else, sometimes they leave empty spots like they did. Earlier this year, and it was guys that really weren't even on the brand that represented a brand. But yeah, that's something to look forward to. And I, you know, I, that's always been my favorite thing every year. You know, I I always loved the the Rumble format. I always got that show. And I got a question for you. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of Raw, I'm sitting at home and I'm watching Raw on Monday night, and it's the third hour, and all of a sudden they announce that DX and John Cena are going to take on. RKO and, uh, what was it, Johnny Nitro? Who, who was with RKO? I think it was Johnny I'm sorry. I'm, 
it was that to me that show dragged. I was getting bored of it at, towards the end, but yeah, I think it was. I think uh, it was Johnny Nitro. Johnny Nitro. Yeah, yeah, it was. Johnny, yeah, you're right. It was Johnny. Nitro. Okay, so I'm thinking to myself, they announced this going into the commercial break. They're like, oh, impromptu match. We've just found out. Oh no, wait, wait. I'm sorry. It was Omaga. Yeah, Umaga, that's right. All right, Rated RKO and Umaga versus that's right. DX. That's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they announce it going into commercial before they go to commercial. Oh, my God, stick around. We've got an impromptu match, blah, 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 blah. So that got me to thinking. And again, I'm big on that don't insult my intelligence thing. They talked about Raw being three hours long. So if that little altercation that sparked that match hadn't happened, what did they plan on doing with that last 20 minutes? That's a good question. I mean, this was so impromptu. And, you know, it was because of the fact that RKO uh, tried to screw Cena out of the title and DX came to their aid, came to Cena's aid. If that hadn't happened, what were they going to do with that last 20 minutes of Monday Night Raw? I I was, I mean, I fully admit to kind of mean, like, when the second hour was done, I was kind of like, okay. Another hour. I mean, you you could at least fast forward to Trey because you you were watching yeah. it. I fast forward to the commercials. But me, I was just like, oh, like going through all the commercials, and I was watching some of the Colts and Bengals games. And USA just... is real bad about repeating the same commercials. If I see that fucking commercial for Monk in black and white or in color <laughs> one more time, Monk's not going to have to worry about being in black and white because I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> Yeah, but I just, it really, like, I know that it was supposed to, this is the last, like, live show of 2006 for Raw, because next week is going to be the, Chris, the uh, Christmas show, the Tribute to the Troops. And right. So they had to go Which out I'm with the Which I'm looking bang. forward to. You know, it really wasn't a bad show, but I just, I just get really kind of burnt out. And they, it's the same guys, like, Edge was in the Battle Royale, he competed for the WWE title, and then he was also in the main event. Well, that's because hour. they have a very small roster on each brand. Yeah, it just, it was kind I of mean, overload and... That's the thing is, you know, everybody says, oh, I wish they'd end this brand split, you know, but you almost can't because you've got so many people strung out on so many shows right now that they've got just enough to get by on their own shows, but if you put all three of them together, you'd have way too many fucking people. I do have to ask you one thing, though. I know you're a big uh, W. Bush backer. Well, I already knew the answer to that question. Oh, okay. I probably shouldn't have said that on the air. Uh, What did you think about George W. What did you think about uh, old George W. Bush showing up with Crime Time in Washington, you know, D.C.? That everybody, segment... He, and before we even give an opinion, everybody hated this segment. And I didn't see one person that thought it was funny. Well, I'll tell you why. <clears throat> the reason why everybody hated that segment, because they feel probably the same way I do. Without me even looking at what people have said, it was drawn out way too long. The jokes were too far-spaced. And by the time they got to the funniest parts of the, the, the bit, it was already tiresome to most people, even in the crowd. Um, you know, it took so long for George. It took so long for, for Crime Time to set it up and then bring George W. out that by the time he got to the ring, you were going, okay, this isn't even going to be funny. And then the guy that played George was so stupid. I mean, he didn't even the, – the bits, it was like – it was like everybody had just read that script minutes before they went out there, and they were trying mm-hmm. to remember where the next line was coming, what yeah. the next line was. I mean, I, I laughed at a few of the lines, but it, yeah, you're right. Well, because Condi is and... one hot... Well... <laughs> you may get in trouble for saying that. Yeah, because yeah. people, some people were offended by it. Some people still are offended by crime time. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it really... 
I, one thing I did find funny is that they're in Washington, D.C., and as soon as they announce the President of the United States, you probably did appreciate that, Trey, but I thought it was funny. Well, you know what? I don't care about that shit, to be honest with you. That doesn't yeah. bother me. I, mean, I thought it was hilarious. I, I, I laughed at a couple of the jokes, but I mean... Yeah, were, the jo- some of the jokes were funny, the but segment yeah, it was felt like they were waiting for the next joke, and it was like they were waiting for the next person to start it. I mean, prime example, came. prime example. What's his name? Shad steals the president's wallet. They still play Hail to the Chief while he's telling Secret Service to go up there and do something about the fact that he's got his wallet stolen. And the they minute, don't do anything. Then they stand there, and then there's this lull. There's this real lull. And then Crime Time's music hits, and George forgets all about his wallet and starts dancing. Yeah, I know. It's Yeah, that didn't look good. And I'm like... Man, y'all should have gone to commercial way before that. I was waiting for it to fade, and it just didn't fade and fade, and then I just, oh. So, yeah, so. all-around bad segment. And you know what? Crime time, so far, their in-ring work I'm, I'm kind of impressed with. Everything they've done out of the ring has been the same way. It's set up, set up, punchline, but the punchline's so late that it, it's not funny. It's It's just not. Yeah. All of their segments have been that way. Even the old folks' home. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole thing was a build-up to get to that old lady out on the front porch. <laughs> well, that took way too long to get to her. And how many times have you seen someone that's really old, say like a, you know, you know, just like, it's been like every movie, like every Chris Rock movie, every Wayans Brothers movie, where they have like an old person say some like, you know, what's up, you Black know, just slang, stupid you know? line like that, and that, that was funny like in 1997. Yeah, but, but it's played out now. It's way too played out. I'm just like, okay, for shizzle. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what it was. It was like what Triple H did. It's like, yeah, that's not funny. But yeah, I mean, come on. What did you think of um, the Sylvester Stallone interview thing? Because one thing about that was it really wasn't hard for the company to get that because if you watched television that day, Stallone was making media rounds everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't any different. And it, it was the same interview, the same answers, the same... And, and that wasn't even live. It was actually pre-taped. They pre-taped it with somebody else, and they just had Stallone say, King, because all Jerry the King Lawler was doing was reading from the script when they were playing that, because that, that wasn't a live interview. Right. So, so it just... I mean, I, I want to see the movie. It looks good. But I don't know if... But it, the if way they just... made it sound, the may, and, and the way I even told... I told JSK, I asked him, I said... Uh, do you know anything about Stallone being on Raw tonight? And he goes, what? And I go, yeah, apparently Sylvester Stallone's going to be on Raw tonight. They didn't make it sound like it was going to be a pre-taped interview or even yeah. an interview on the Titan Tron. They made it sound like Sylvester Stallone was going to be there. Yeah, Raw, yeah. And then the way the interview went with him talking shit on K-Fed, it was like, are they trying to set up something with, with Stallone and K-Fed? You yeah. know, and January 1st in the match is... K-Fed going to use, you know, Johnny Nitro to cheat, and Rocky Balboa is going to come down and save John Cena? It's like, wait, it's like, really, what was the point of doing an interview? He I mean, couldn't even cool beat up John Cena's it, clothes. But, <laughs> but it just like, it's like they needed something to fill time with. And they're like, oh, let's just get Sylvester Stallone. Well, they did need something to fill time with. They were doing a three-hour show. You said yeah. yourself, Edge, Edge worked three times. Yeah. Well, if you call it working... I mean, he didn't yeah. do much in the Battle Royal, so... But... You know, I mean, that's that they did need to, need to fill time. My, my, it just, I mean... What am I being... And a lot of things, you know, I don't want to be totally negative about the show, because I was entertained. I, I, I did watch all three hours, and there was only a few spots where I went, eh. 
Other spots, I was like, well, that was kind of cool. Um, there was a great, you know, three-way tag match. Or not a three-way tag match. Was it a uh, handicap three-on-two match? Yeah, with uh, the world's greatest tag team and Johnny Nitro and Molina's big, big tits <laughs> taking on uh, the Hardys, who are no longer the Hardy boys. It's no longer Matt Hardy it's or Jeff Hardy. It's Matt yeah. and Jeff and the Hardys. And they even made a comment. We know Matt's on loan from SmackDown. Well, well, then just bring his ass over and put him together for good and quit fucking around with it. And Johnny Nitro appears on SmackDown this week, so they don't really do a good job of, you know, making that stuff clear. Yeah, so that's 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 the thing is that they can confuse things when they want to, especially when it comes to roster and who's going to be where. Yeah. Um, but it was a great match. They did a great job, Jeff and Matt both, of selling injuries from the night before. Um, good stuff on that. <clears throat> uh, let's see what else. Oh, the thing that that, that that bothers me, everybody's on the DX, you know, disc wagon, basically. I just made that up, disc wagon. We coined that. Um, everybody's on the DX disc wagon, and, you know, they're not making it any easier on themselves. I mean, I'm sick of seeing Shawn Michaels in that stupid-ass skull cap or stocking cap. He looks like a dad that is trying to relate to his son. <laughs> You know, like, he came home one night, and his son was in with a bunch of gangsters in the bedroom listening to 50 Cent. And, and he was like, in, hey, excuse me, son, what's going on? You know, it's way past your bedtime. Your friends are going to have to go home and try to come back and play another day. <laughs> oh, Dad, what's up, man? That's whack, man. What you doing, man? And then That's Dad awesome. gets all confused, and he's like, oh, for shizzle. And he walks out. And then the next night, the same people are over at his house and his in his kid's room. And they're listening to some more 50 Cent. And he walks in dressed like Shawn Michaels does. Yeah. With the hat and the torn open shirt and the, the wristbands on his biceps. Yo, 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 what's up, man? <laughs> you know, I'm down, dude. I noticed that Triple H got rid of the uh, Harley Race beard. Now he just has huge chops now. Yeah. And, so. But, I mean, the thing about DX and, and JSK made a good point because I asked him this when it happened. I understand that they want to screw over RKO any way possible, but when did they give a shit who had the belt if it wasn't them? Like, that whole thing, that whole finish with John Cena, it just, I was like, ugh. Like, you know, we've seen this so many times. Yeah. Like why, you know, it was a good match. I mean, I know, we've, we, I know you guys were sick of, I mean, we all were kind of getting sick of Cena and Edge, but... And I know I made this statement where they had that steel cage match. And I'm like, yeah, these guys aren't going to hook up anymore. And JSK's like, bullshit, they're going to have another match. And, and I, I, I immediately so. said, I immediately at the end of the Battle Royal looked at JSK and go, man, I don't want to see Edge and Cena again. And they did it again. And they did it again. Now, I mean, how much better would it have been to have had Shawn Michaels, Cena? I yeah, I would have rather seen Shawn Michaels. And have Edge interfere. Yeah, it would have been something new. I mean... That would have it would have made sense for the setup for later in the night. That so. and it would have further fueled the fire of Team Rated RKO will do anything to get under the skin of DX. Yeah. Instead of flip flopping it the way that they did, it just didn't make as much sense to me. Um, what did you think of uh, the the whole Kevin Federline deal where he's dropping the K Fed and <sighs> I was making a sandwich during that. Um... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I was making a sandwich. I don't know. You know what's funny is that you know, I I could really care less about the whole K Fed Britney Spears. Me too. But that guy can cut a promo better than some of the people that get paid. It's weird. It's like he can go out there. He can get on the mic. He can piss people off, and he's good on the mic. And I know people don't really want to see this. And we were kind of like, 
They started it, and then he the whole divorce stuff went down, so I'm sure he had to kind of just back off a little bit. Well, you got to look at it a different way, too. You know, me and me and Jay Foch from Power 96.5, the more hip-hop station in our building, we were talking about this K-Fed thing, because he knows I'm a wrestling guy, and, of course, K-Fed's something that they would cover on their station. And I've given him some clips from, you know, Raw and stuff to, you know, to play on his show. And we were talking about it, and he goes, dude, you got to understand one thing. And I said, what? And he goes, man, that dude was a dancer. He was a dancer for Britney Spears. Now... He's Mr. Britney Spears. Now he's the ex-Mr. Britney Spears. And now he's done all this, you know, talk and all the tabloids about is there a sex tape, is there not a sex tape. Now there's the divorce. Now he's doing WWE Raw. The thing about it is that guy is, by trade and trade only, a dancer. He's not even a good rapper. People, people didn't even show up for the CD release. Those pictures you saw of the CD release party, the, the people in the crowd booed him at his own CD release party. They had to cancel every other place that he was going to perform to promote that album because nobody was willing to pay $10 for a ticket. So that guy is by trade, when I say by trade, the thing you fall back on. Like if radio ever falls apart on me, I can go back to hosting karaoke or bartending. By trade, his thing to fall back on is dancing for some pop group or pop singer. Nobody's going to hire that guy because he's going to be bigger and more talked about and have more focus on him than the artist that he's out with. So nobody's going to hire him to be a sideshow and detract from the main event, the main act that they hire him to dance for. Mm -hmm. He's going to have a hard time finding work. He's going to do reality TV. That's going to fail. That's going to run its course. And then what does he have? Kids and no job. So <laughs> guess no what? Job. He can cut a promo. They're going to find out if he can wrestle on January 1st. He may really be trying to get a full-time gig with the WWE. Which, you know, it, it works for now. I don't know if that's something that everybody wants to see, you know, down the line. I don't know if well, I'd be... the thing about it is, dude... You know, and I said this, I agreed with you about the Spirit Squad. When we were bagging on the Spirit Squad, and you said you went to an event, and you saw them live, and they are over big time as heels. You know what? They were. They were over as heels. You didn't like them. You didn't want to see them. You booed them when they came out. Guess what? That's their fucking job. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do, just like K-Fed. You're not supposed to like the guy. You're supposed to boo the guy. You're supposed to rue the time that he's out on TV and be like, oh, shit, or go make a sandwich. You're supposed, you to, you're supposed to be that way about his character. Yeah. So you know what? He's doing his fucking job. You can't fault him for that. And you I can't just say wonder if they're going to do anything, you know, after this whole New Year's Day. So. That's what I'm getting at. He's probably trying his ass off to get a WWE job. Think about it. In the past, when you've had celebrities like a Sly Stallone or other personal appearances on on, on on WWE programming, have they ever had multiple appearances week to week to week? He was on a phone call. He did a backstage interview. He did a live via satellite interview. He's been on the show. He's interfered in matches. He's got his own match you coming know, up. on a pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, this guy is getting more pub. We're not talking about a David Eckstein or a A.J. Przinsky thing here. Those guys have been on once, maybe twice in a year. 
This guy has been on like seven, eight, nine, ten weeks in a row and getting mentioned on every show that he's not on. Yeah. This guy's trying to get a job to WWE, I'm telling you right now. Seems that way. So, and like, and like I said, you know, Chris Masters can be impressive all he wants physically, but when Chris Masters goes out to the ring and cuts a promo... I'm Maria, like, what are you scared you... for? I didn't put the master lock on you. I put the master lock on Tori Wilson because... Line? Because I'm supposed uh... to be trying to get Carlito pissed off at me for spitting apple in my face. <laughs> but, but there it is, though. Like We've listened to Chris Masters and we're like, wow, he can't cut a promo. And then K-Fed walks out there. He's not a wrestler. And he can out-cut a promo at Chris Masters, Shelton Benjamin, a lot of heels on that roster. Hey, I don't like you guys because I'm black and you're making fun of black. And Benjamin has been... Bobby Lashley was horrible, and we'll get to that a little bit. Don't ask me where my mama's been because they told me I'm not supposed to tell. (laughs) But, uh, but, I mean, it's just... Watch me do this flip. Watch me do this flip. I remember the first night he got on the mic and we were like... Holy shit. I mean, he could actually, like, when I watched his, his promo on Raw, I was like, yeah, yeah I, I bought that. I, I bought mean, it. Yeah. You know, when he's out there screaming, K-Fed is dead. My name is Kevin Federline. You, you bought it. You bought it. He's doing his job. He's mm-hmm. doing a better job of doing his job than some of the people that stick needles in their ass. Yep. So, that's, that was kind of the deal with, uh, with Raw. Oh, yeah, one more thing, too, with Raw. We saw the debut of Vladimir Kozlov, who is actually Oleg Prudius now. I don't know if you remember the story, Trey. I'm sure you do once I get some of the details out. We saw this on Raw? I don't remember this part on Raw. Well, this guy was in the crowd. Todd Grisham interviewed him. Oh, that's the guy. The big Russian dude. The big Russian dude. Okay. Now, this is the guy that Jerry Jarrett brought to WWE headquarters earlier this year. And this is the reason why Jerry Jarrett is no longer affiliated with TNA, because he did this. Right. And that pissed off a lot of people at TNA. Pissed off, obviously pissed off Jeff Jarrett and a lot of the TNA staff, so he was pretty much let go of whatever he did. And he was really demoted to just working the gorilla position at TNA events, and we actually saw him when we walked into the uh, into the impact zone at the Unbreakable pay-per-view Yeah, last I shook year. his hand and said hello to him. Yeah, and it just, in. and he was just, but he was kind of just, you know, standing there talking to some of the agents, talking to Terry yeah. Taylor, and but that was about it, though. He really had no <clears throat> huge responsibility like he did in the early days of TNA. Right. But... This new Russian character, and I noticed, and I don't, I'm sure you caught it, Trey, when Todd Grisham introduced him, he introduced him as a Russian mixed martial arts yeah. star. And they're really trying to tap that, the popularity of MMA and UFC and Pride right I look now. forward to WWE. It's ba- yeah, it's basically the, the rehashing of all the you know Russian characters back in the 80s. Yeah, what would have been cool is if they'd had Sylvester Stallone say, I must break you. I must break you. I love, that's what I, I thought they were doing. I was like, you know, Stallone's on the show tonight. Are they trying to you know do a recreation of Rocky? But I didn't realize that's who that was. I thought maybe that was. Yeah, that's the I guy. thought, I'm, okay, I'll admit, I, I'm stupid. I thought that might really be an MMA guy. And I had no that's idea. what they're trying to do. They're trying to get people that don't really read the Internet, don't know the background of that, and... Uh, but like that dude's really an MMA, you know. He knows what he's doing. Sold me. Like, it, it, it didn't work with though. Sylvester Turkai, you know. So I guess they're trying to redo it with Vladimir. So, but I must break you. I must. Break you. <laughs> but I've, I've I've never seen the guy work. He's been in the Deep South Wrestling territory in Georgia. I've never seen him work. I read a few reviews. He's actually been working uh, Raw House Show events, and you know, some people said it's it's nothing too fancy. And you know, he's he's that big dude, you know, and bruiser. Yeah. 
So what? he's going to be your your big your classic WWE mold that they want to hire. And I got TV. one for you. As we segue to ECW a little bit, I'm watching ECW not this week but last week when we were uh, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week on when we Saturday were, when we yeah, were going head to head. We yeah. were going head to head. Once we ended the show, I turned off my microphone. I leaned back in my chair. I turned up the volume just in time for the main event: Lashley versus. Uh, Paul Heyman's, Paul Heyman's security, guys. security guys. And I got to watch in the match. About halfway through said match, I noticed that these guys were wearing black cargo pants, the whole black long sleeve shirt and mask with the eye holes. I thought to myself, you know, they really looked an awful lot like those terrorists that got Muhammad Hassan in a lot of trouble. When they choked the Undertaker. Yeah. Wonder why they're okay to do that, but the terrorists weren't okay in the Undertaker. Well, I think maybe match. it was okay to do that because they came out with like kind of those police SWAT, you know, masks on. No, I understand uh, that. I understand that. But if you're maybe flipping, that's, if you're flipping those guys channels, SmackDown, if I remember correctly, they had they had the black ski cap, but they also had kind of like the the Arab, you know, headdress. No, I, I thought they had something. No, like that. I want to say it. I want to say they were wearing all black okay. with ski masks. Were they wearing? All, I, thought they were like, I thought they had like camo pants and like the black. No, they might have been wearing camo pants, but those cargo pants are whether they're camo or yeah. black, they're the same kind of pants. Yeah, yeah. So if you're, if, if you're Susie, if you're Susie Channel Flipper at seventy-five years old and you're still crocheting your blanket, and you see that they look just like the terrorists that they were using in the, in the Muhammad Hassan bit. Yeah. Why is one okay? Now, one? They're now yeah. gone because Paul Heyman's not there. Well, so they really missed the boat with Muhammad Hassan. They can have Davari and the big idiot that comes out with him, but they can't have Muhammad Hassan. You talking about a guy that guy. got screwed? That guy. Did he was job. a great character. I love that, that guy. Was character. perfect. That guy was amazing at what he did. He was a casualty of being too good at your job. Yeah, big time. So if you want to talk a little bit about ECW, bounce it off on me real quick while we got a chance. Well, the the show on Saturday you saw that was obviously changed because they had there was like a marathon uh, the last Tuesday for some show on Sci-Fi. I think it was the Lost Room. I never really watched the show, but uh, the one last night that was live, they the, the whole premise of the show it started with Bobby Lashley coming out and he was thanking the fans and the support since he's coming to ECW. But <sighs> Bobby Lashley and a microphone probably are the two best friends. And yeah, he's another one. We we noticed that early on when he kind of when he first came into the company on SmackDown, and he kind of had that feud with Simon Dean, where the loser had to eat like a bunch of cheeseburgers. I'm trying to remember what pay per view. It was like a year or two ago, and he was talking backstage. And I remember saying it was like kind of the case in point of a a, a voice not matching up with a body, right. kind of a Mike Tyson, Mike type, Tyson you know, syndrome, or even a, a Senshi type deal where <laughs> you know the reverse, <laughs> yeah, the total reverse, but. And the, the whole deal is that, you know, Bobby Lashley, he beat the big show. He beat the big show a second time. He took out Paul Heyman's security guards. He's basically just waiting for whoever else is going to come and try to take this title away from him. And the whole premise of the show last night was that you could go on ECW.com and you could vote between Rob Van Dam, Test, and Sabu. And the winner of the poll would face Bobby Lashley in two weeks on January 2nd because next week's show is going to be uh, a best of... Yeah, VCW show, which 
Well, that's going to be about ten minutes long. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, how are you going to have a best of show, really? It's only been around since June, but but that's what they're doing next week. So the next live show in two weeks is going to be the whoever won that poll, and Rob Van Dam ended up winning that poll. It was funny because they had a triple threat, and the main event was Test, RVD, and Sabu, all three guys that were in, in that poll, and Test actually won the match. But RVD and, won the poll. But RVD won the poll. It, it was basically just because the fans were going to vote on who they liked the best, and obviously you knew of that three. Sabu got a really mixed reaction because Taz actually came into the ring after Test 1, and he basically did a kind of a poll with the the uh, people in the arena in Hampton, and Sabu got kind of a mixed reaction. Taz, a lot of booze, RVD, huge cheers. We could see that coming a mile away. Right. But basically now the next challenge for Bobby Lashley is Rob Van Dam. We talked about this in our news last week. Rob Van Dam may not be with that company much longer because his deal expires in, uh, I think it's early next year a little bit. Do you think ECW that... ECW is scheduled to go all the way till They have a TV deal that lasts all the way till next December. Right. Do you think that Vince would put the title on Rob to keep him happy as a way to make him re-sign? It's a possibility. I mean, I know he, th- he thinks that he is the biggest star. I don't know if you caught his promo, but he said, I'm pretty much the only reason why people watch this show. And it was kind of funny that they let him say that and keep it up. How, how correct he must have been. And he is pretty right. I mean, because he won the poll, he's probably the most over guy on that brand right now. With with Kurt Angle, you know, leaving and the Big Show gone, and and you know that was the whole dichotomy when when the ECW brand started in in the summertime. It was Rob Van Dam winning the title and uh, being christened the champion after being John Cena at One Night Stand, and then you know he gets screwed by Paul Heyman in the Big Show. Paul Heyman's gone now. Big Show's gone now, and Rob Van Dam is kind of your next big challenger. And you know they could put the belt on him, but it's just. Watching the show last night, it just became so apparent to me that they just the company is so lost on where they want to go now. They had kind of an idea early on, but now that Paul Heyman's gone, it's in different hands. It can be changed differently. Paul Heyman had ideas ready to go for WrestleMania. Right. And now those can be changed. I mean, he wanted to see Bobby Lashley be a heel, whereas Vince McMahon wanted Bobby Lashley to be a babyface, and Vince wanted Rob Van Dam to be the heel. And, you know, Paul thought that would be a huge mistake because we, we know how right. RVD is always going to be with the crowd no matter what. RVD as a heel just probably will never work. He's tried it before, hadn't he? He's tried it, and it just, yeah, he tried it in the, kind of the early 97, 98 days of ECW, and, yeah, it just it didn't work out because he was just that guy that, you know, you couldn't help it. You just liked the guy. And I know they're doing some stuff with, with CM Punk now and, and Hardcore Holly and, that that wasn't too bad, but they're really starting to bury CM Punk now. He was this guy that came in, was undefeated, was beating everybody every week. He jobs out in the Elimination Chamber, and then he jobs out again to Hardcore Holly. Right. And it's just like, the old, I mean, really, if you watch the show, you're really not really sure where they're going feud-wise. You have kind of a feud going with Matt Stryker and Balls Mahoney. That could change any moment. Balls Mahoney was in a few with, with Kevin Thorne. They never really finished that off. No. They're, they're doing something with Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly where he turned on him. But there was a whole thing going on with Mike Knox, Kelly Kelly, and CM Punk, and they kind of just said, that. Yeah, they were flirting with each other, and that was, yeah. the, that was the root of the problem. Yeah, and now what? Now the, what, what? We're supposed to forget about that? Well, CM I mean, Punk's too busy getting his ass whipped by Hardcore Holly to have yeah. an interaction with Kelly Kelly. And now they're doing this whole like respect angle where you're supposed to respect Davari because the great Collie's with him, and they just beat up on Tommy Dreamer, and that's kind of something going on. But it just, you know, with they have a pay-per-view schedule for June. They have another one-night stand pay-per-view scheduled. But that's pretty much your next big pay-per-view for ECW. We saw how the last one was. It was horrible. Yeah, and the next one will be, too. 
Because ECW so, is dead. This is just a brand yeah. that happened to call itself ECW. And I think we're just we're slowly starting to see the demise of this brand, and, and that, that's one thing that we'll get to kind of in some of the news in the next segment about uh, ECW and some of the people on that roster. That's right. All right, well, with that being said, let's go ahead and take our first break and uh, show you some of our Christmas wishes. You guys all called this in. We appreciate all of your phone calls. And uh, you know what? That's why we're here, because we could have easily taken this week off. But you know what? We were kind of innovators on this. We're the ones that started this. A lot of people are going to copy this concept, but it's all good. We don't mind. We don't mind being the first ones to do anything, being it good or bad, I guess, around Wrestling News Live. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with some of the news from Adam Martin and WrestleView.com. Stick around, and uh, happy ho-ho. What's up, guys? This is Saxon from Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the chat. I'd like to wish a very, very Merry Christmas to Trey Dog, Adam Martin, and JSK, and all the crew from the chat room. You guys put out a great program, and it's very, very informative, and it's fun for all of us to partake in it. As wrestling fans, you don't have that much support from the mainstream press, so it's really, really great to have that support from you guys. Adam Martin, you do a great job with com, and I will continue to listen and continue to give my two cents every week on WNL and to JSK brother I'm praying for you and I know everything will come out well with the cancer thing and have a Merry Christmas to everybody out there and I will check in later just to partake in all the festivities Hey guys, this is Goosey from the forum. Just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. JSK, hope you get better, man. Um, praying for you every night. J Dog, hope that wrist gets better and love to see you come back 100%. Adam, good job and keep it up, buddy. Um, a few shout out to all the peeps in the forums. My brother sent the local, gotta give a shout out to him. He's my bro. Um, Double H, Killer Tile. Wildcat Woman, Omega, and pretty much everybody I like who is in a total douchebag. So, Merry Christmas, guys, and I'll see you later. Goodbye. Hey, gang, it's me. It's me. It's William Walkie Walker from good old Michigan. Just wanted to wish, wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Trey, JSK, Adam Martin, I hope you guys have a great Christmas and uh, a great New Year. JSK, I hope you uh, feel better. And uh, to everyone in the message board, Wildcat Woman, Tennessee Cowgirl, Goosey, Bento Loco, the Spud Guy, and uh, everyone else in between. Can't remember your name. To all the people who... Uh, who I've talked to you over this past year. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a joyous 2007, and uh, even with the people that hate me. So thanks, everyone, and uh, talk to you all later. I'm Will Walker. That's like you, and I'm out.
Hey, what's going on, guys? You already know this is this is your friendly neighborhood Negro Double H from Fresno, California. May all you do you know, my best wishes to everyone in the in the chat room, in the message board. Um, Goosey, Spexon, Legend of HBK, um, um, Walkie, uh, everybody, just everybody. I love all you guys. Um, when this show's on, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be gone to L.A. visit some family members and stuff. Well, a big shout-out to the to the Tripod. You know, JSK, still love you, man. Hope you feel better. Trade Dog and the funky one, Adam, you guys have a, a great you know, great rest of the month and double H love you guys. This nigga is out. Ho 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 And now back to the wrestling show that's for the fans by the fans. Wrestling News Live. Back to you guys. All right, welcome back to Wrestling News Live. It's the Christmas Craptacular, Volume 2, right here. I'm joined, as always, by the funky one himself, Adam Martin from WrestleView.com, JSK in Arkansas with his family and friends already. Going to be listening live from El Dorado, I'm sure, and uh, he and I'm, I'm going to speak for him and, and say he, he appreciates and thanks you for all your well wishes, so keep him coming. It, it actually helps him out quite a bit. So, uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right back into things. Adam's got your WWE news. Funky man, tell us what's going on with the company. All right, well, probably the biggest thing, and I know that if you got the pay-per-view this Sunday, or this past Sunday, rather, you saw this at Armageddon, uh, Joey Mercury had a really, really bad shot to the face from the ladder match he took part in, and they actually showed footage on Raw, uh, and it was kind of, I mean, I don't say it was it was cool what happened, but it was kind of, it was cool in that the, you could kind of see what happened if you didn't get the show and really just see how bad he got hit with that ladder. And he actually ended up having to get four stitches to the inside and four sti- or 14 stitches also on the outside of his nose. Uh, he had, like, multiple injuries to his nose and his face, his entire, uh, I believe it was his entire left eye, which just swelled shut. You could see it as soon as it happened. He bailed from the ring. There was blood pouring from his face, and they had to end up just pulling him out of the match and taking him to the back and to the hospital. So... It was a pretty scary thing, and I, as of now, it looks like he's going to be out of action for at least two months because of that. Now, I was under the impression that when they brought him back, and I don't know if it's because we discussed it on one of the shows recently or what, but I was under the impression that when they brought him back, it was only going to be for a limited time, and they weren't really planning on putting the two of them back together as Eminem long-term anyway. Yeah, because the plan was that they, they had actually preferred Johnny Nitro in the singles position. They thought his character was developing a lot better going to the Continental title. And, yeah, it was actually kind of nice to see him kind of break away from that. And I think they were just kind of doing this just to kind of fill some, some time. And I know the one of the brighter spots, or pretty much the only bright spot of the ECW pay-per-view, was that match that the Hardys and Eminem had, and they actually added those two tag teams to kind of freshen up the uh, the tag team title match at, at uh, Armageddon with uh, Paul Lennon and Brian Kendrick and William Regal and Dave Taylor. And the plan was they were just going to kind of keep them together, throw them around here and there. But, yeah, the the goal was that they were going to keep Joey Mercury on SmackDown or they were going to keep an, an, him, him uh, in OVW, which is where he was at getting back into ring shape. But <laughs> now he's going to be out of the ring for a while, and the whole plan is to, to have Eminem and uh, continue to stay together and tag here and there. That looks like it's over, and there was a, there was actually a plan at one point to do Eminem and the Hardy Boys in a rematch at WrestleMania 23 next year. That is in April, so that would give him plenty of time to rest up, 
you know, right, right, get, he may need plastic surgery because uh, it was that bad, just the way it cracked over his nose and his eyes. So uh, that's still a possibility. But again, you know, that, that stuff changes so so often and quickly. But well, we yeah, wish you're him, right. We wish him the best because he looked horrible. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, you, just felt, you feel so bad for a guy like that when. Something like that goes wrong. And yeah, it's a guy that got let go, and he's like, okay, now I'm back. They've brought me back. I've got to bust my ass to show them they need to keep me around, and bang. So I guess Joey got some of our karma. Yeah, and it, it wasn't pretty, and that was just, it was just really nasty to see a spot like that. I mean, you, you'd never want, I mean, obviously you want to see these high-octane entertaining matches, but you never want to see a guy get I don't ever want like to see anybody get hurt. Not yeah, like that, and that's anyway. just, I mean, even if you're not a fan of the character or the wrestler, you don't want to see anybody get hurt the way he did. And it just looked, those pictures they put up on the website, oh. I and mean, I just couldn't believe how swelled his face was, and his eye was just completely swelled shut, and the, his nose was just messed up. And he's, from what they said, it looks like he's definitely going to need plastic surgery just to kind of look normal again. He may look different for the rest of his life because of that one spot. And I don't know if you could put the blame on Jeff Hardy quite a bit. I mean... Well, it's I mean, how many those... times has he done that spot and everybody's been okay? Yeah, like Nitro did the same thing, and it just didn't quite hit him the way that, that happened. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where you, you plan it and you, well, know, you know what it is. And... It's a matter of timing, and that's something that Mercury was probably lacking because he hadn't been in the ring with those guys or hadn't been in WWE ring in such, you know, a long time. Yeah. So, you know, we want to wish him a, a speedy recovery, and, you know, hopefully he can get back in the ring. It'd be nice to see those guys have a rematch with the Hardy Boys. And that, that's something really cool to build off of. I know it's, it's bad, something like that happens, but that's, there you go, there's a storyline waiting it's to happen. storyline. Yeah, I mean, there you go. You, you took you out my partner, now I'm going to take you out one by one. Exactly, so you can build off that as they go into the big Intercontinental title match, right. uh, which I believe is a steel cage match between Johnny Nitro and Jeff Hardy at the New Year's Revolution next month. So it that's is. something they can build off of, and maybe a rematch between the two tag teams. Also, one thing I wanted to mention as well, we saw Kenny... Uh, he's been by himself on Raw recently. They were just kind of calling him Kenny because that's all he went by when he's in the Spirit Squad. We know his real last name is Doan, um, and I was kind of wondering if they were going to add a last name for his character or do something like that. They did on Monday night. However, he went with the last name Dykstra. And I <laughs> I do want to mention this, Trey. Professor VNS, our good friend Brad Dykins over at ObsessiveWrestling.com, he kind of took a little offense to this because he was suggesting on his website that they give him a last name, and he kind of felt like the company ripped off his last name. Actually, what it, what it was is the reason he went with the last name Dykstra was because his sports idol as a kid Lenny. was baseball player Lenny Dykstra. So that's why he decided to go with that name, and that's going to stick for now. Nails. Lenny Dykstra, great, great player. Yeah, so that'll, that'll most, now, most likely said, stick. You said Kitty's last name is Doan? Yeah. Any relation to Jack? No, <laughs> I don't believe so. Okay, I was going to say, that's just what we need is a father-son. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that would have been a little weird. But, yeah, he's been, that that was the name. He went by Ken Doan in uh, OVW, and that's how I kind of knew who he was when he was kind of coming up to the ranks, and then they just kind of just went with Kenny and the Spirit Squad because they had to go out the whole first name deal with the Spirit Squad. But now he's known as Kenny Dykstra. Had a pretty good match with Ric Flair, and he's kind of doing the whole cocky rookie, not showing respect to the legend type right. deal. So we'll... We'll see where that goes. We're all assuming he'll join up with the rated RKO, rated or maybe RKO. even. I, you know, I've I've seen instances where maybe he goes with DX. You know, because it looked like rated RKO. They were kind of starting to plant a seed there when Edge told Randy Orton, you know, no offense, man, but I'm going for my title tonight. and I want to lead champion, and Randy Orton kind of had that look on his face. Of, yeah, but oh, he came okay. right down to the ring and helped him. Yeah, so that kind of shot away that that whole idea. But it looked like they were kind of maybe starting to plant a seed, and maybe not. But 
One thing I also want to talk about before we get into uh, some ECW stuff, WWE Magazine took a shot at Kurt Angle and their latest issue. It's the January 2007 issue of the magazine, and there's a section. It's called the WWE Magazine Awards for 2006, and there's a good riddance award for Kurt Angle, and this is what the caption said. It said, quote, what's the best way to reinvent yourself to walk out at the peak of your career? Worked wonders for Lex Luger and Randy Savage. Ouch. So that's what they did for Kurt Angle and WWE Magazine, and I wow, I don't know if you blood. can really agree with. I mean, they're they're putting his name in there with Lex Luger and Randy Savage. No, that's not gonna happen, dude. It ain't gonna happen. But I mean, he's talking about the bad yeah. blood that's going on between those two. Well, the company and Kurt. I mean, yeah. man, we told you when he left, there had to have been something that really pissed him off and that really set him off. That what we heard couldn't have been all that was said. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more that we probably won't know for a long time and maybe ever, but. Oh, eventually yeah. we will, because Kurt will write a book. Yeah, I'm sure he will. And he was pretty outspoken in Everybody the, the conference does. calls and interviews and stuff. And some of the stuff he said, you know, and actually there's a, there's a thing in the TNA news that I'll, I'll mention and has to do with MMA when we get into that segment after okay. the break. But one thing also with ECW, and I, we kind of talked about this a little bit when we were reviewing the show, there's talk that there could actually be more releases from that roster right now. They released Danny Doring last week. We talked about that on the show. And... Anybody that's kind of on that roster right now that hasn't been used, that isn't considered kind of a TV draw or is kind of your mid-carder guy, has the chance to be released. And this could be even somebody that was on SmackDown that was moved to ECW. That's kind of the main thing, though, right now is that that roster in ECW is kind of so depleted uh, that they're moving guys from SmackDown to, to ECW, such as Bobby Lashley. You had Davari get moved over, the great Khali. Uh, you just just a whole bunch of guys. And so when that happens, you know, a lot of roster spots get filled, and you have to kind of kind of cut the fat off, so to speak, and Danny Dorian was kind of a, a victim of that. If you look at the roster, I mean, someone else that I hadn't seen in a while was uh, C.W. Anderson, who they have to call Christopher W. Anderson. Right. And I, I guess he had um, some kind of an injury. I'm, it, it kind of escapes my mind at the moment what kind of an injury that was, but he's kind of out of action right now. You have some other guys that they use sporadically. I mean, he was it was basically Danny Dorn and C.W. Anderson, one of the guys they use sporadically. Stevie Richards doesn't get used very much, although he's been with the company way before they even decided to bring the ECW brand back. So I don't know if he's in danger, but you have your guys like the FBI who they you know they throw in there you know once in a while. Jazz, if you don't, she's still under contract with the company. She appeared during the first couple weeks there, but she hasn't really been used lately. Uh, but you know, you, you just you're kind of looking at the roster. I mean, I mean, Shannon Moore was finally brought back to television, but the roster itself isn't even really that big. But you could easily see some of these guys just kind of getting thrown off and oh, yeah. kind of just tossed around. But that's kind of you know something interesting. I thought so. Yeah, very much so. And you know, you look at it, the the roster and and the cuts and everything you're talking about. It just is a reflection of the program. I mean, you look at the people they're using. They've only got a one hour time slot. This probably goes for TNA too somewhat, but. You know, they've only got a one-hour time slot, so if you're not making the grade and you're not getting any television time, don't start, you know, making big purchases that you plan to pay for later because yeah. you may not be there. And it just it just seems like it's just starting to hit that that low point because it was kind of, you know, I, I fully admit I was really excited about, hey, they're bringing ECW back, and I kind of got over the whole it being like the old ECW, but... You know, they, they've created some great stars. I love the Kevin Thorne character with Ariel. I think that's great. I think it's been great for CM Punk's career uh, to kind of get a jump start in this brand Test. where he may have... Yeah, Tess has had a nice resurgence. I know some people are really hard on that guy, you know, the the whole steroid stuff. And But 
He's been working pretty good. Tommy Dreamer's been always somebody you can you know hang on. Mike Knox, eh, maybe yes or no. I think he's a great promo guy. I was impressed with his promos on the show. Kelly Kelly's really... the only reason why anybody cares about that guy. Yeah, now that's all completely gone, so that's out of the question. Rene Dupree, someone they try to kind of put back into the shuffle, um, and that has kind of it worked a little bit at first, and then he was off television for so long, and they finally brought him back on the show last night. Kind of the same thing with Shannon Moore. He hadn't been on television for a while. They bring him back on. But like I said, they brought a lot of guys from SmackDown, ECW, Sylvester Turkai, Elijah Burke. I mean, they're, just, they're really trying to balance it out. And it just seems like the people they don't have any ideas for in SmackDown, they say, oh, we'll, just, yeah, we'll put them on ECW. Well, and, I mean, that's, the, that's like, you know, when you're, in the minor, when you're in the major leagues and your batting average goes under 200, they send you back down to AAA. Yeah. Well, when you start sucking at AAA, they send you down to AA. And if you don't do well in AA, you're usually cut from the team. Because if you think about it, I mean, if you're going to rate these shows, Raw's the A show, SmackDown's the B show, and ECW is the C show. Exactly, exactly. And that's just how it's always going to be. And I know they try to make, you know, we're ECW's different, we're more extreme, we're more hardcore, but you're not. look at the roster. You know, it's, it's kind of hard not to, to, to consider that. So, But that's pretty much all the news that I have for you right now for WWE and ECW, because, you know, we didn't have a lot of time to kind of let it all collect up. Although I really don't think there was going to be a lot of news this week with it being kind of the holidays coming up. You know, pre-tape show for almost Yeah, plus that. we're pre-taped, so we can't always uh, bank on anything breaking on Thursday. Well, that, they're, what... they're all pre-taped, too. Yeah, they're all pre-taped. ECW was actually live, but SmackDown's pre-taped. Next Monday, Raw is going to be the Tribute to the Troop show, so a lot of it's going to be pre-taped in the upcoming week. So. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a second break. More of your Christmas wishes. It's the Christmas Craptacular Volume 2 right here on Wrestling News Live. This is the legend of HBK, and uh, I'm flying from Scotland, as you all know. I'd like to wish a Merry Christmas to everyone. GSK, Adam Martin, Trey, Goosey, One Inch Penis, Stone and Buffalo, Undertaker, the rest of you guys, you all know. Um, keep it easy, have a good new year, don't drink too much whiskey, and have fun. Keep up the great work, guys. Cheers. Hi, this is a um, long-time WNL listener from Mesa, Arizona. I just want to wish a happy holiday to all the wrestlers and the troops who are going out there performing the job every day. Thank you, and Scott Hey, this is Tyson Indirect, and I'm calling all of us from Atlanta. And I'd like just to wish everybody from WNL and all over the listeners that a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, this is Craig from South Carolina. I just wanted to call and wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And uh, don't get too drunk. <laughs> Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. Hey guys, this is Nathan, better known as The Undertaker from Morgantown, West Virginia. Just wanted to call and wish Trey, Adam, and JSK, plus all the listeners, a Merry Christmas and awesome New Year. And for JSK, here's a salute just for you, buddy. Hope that Santa's very kind to you all also. Ooh, yeah. Hello, this is Fab D33 calling from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'd like to wish everybody happy holidays to the WNL crew and everybody who goes in the chat room. Anyways, hope you guys have a happy holidays and uh, hopefully next year will be more better with the WNL crew. Thanks a lot. Bye. to the wrestling show that's for the fans by the fans wrestling news live back to you guys 
All right, everybody. Welcome back to your Christmas Craptacular Volume 2. I think Adam sharded him a little bit, so he had to go to the... <laughs> no, I didn't do Oh, no, there he is. Okay. Just wanted to... I drank too much water while we were uh, doing the show prep, so I had to take a little pee break. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a little boy's room. I tell you what, it really is a Christmas Craptacular, because while we were listening to all your phone calls, they were so excited that Adam actually had to go take a crap. I did, and uh, I fully blame that on the Burger King I had earlier tonight. Yeah. Burger King does not agree with my stomach. So you're not down with the king? No, I'm not, although I love the, the commercials and stuff, but I'm just not a Burger King Are you down with the clown? Do you like McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a Wendy's guy. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to start doing an endorsement deal with McDonald's. That's going to be tragic for my waistline, <laughs> but... Yeah, well, that's good food. Hey, they pay the bills. That's all I care about. Exactly. All right. I'm surprised I made it back in time. I thought you were going to start talking to me like, Adam, what's up? And like pure silence. No, I was planning on going on without you, but I would have been kind of a big deal, huh? Well, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We don't have a whole lot to talk about, like we said in the last segment, because it's been a short week. You know, in football, when you play on Monday night, then you play on Sunday. It's what they call the short week. Yeah, well, we're, we have the short week because we were just on the air live Saturday, and here it is. For even shorter week, Wednesday, yeah. you know. So we're recording the Christmas Craptacular. <laughs> However, Adam has stockpiled a few juicy tidbits from TNA that he'd like to share with you. So, Adam, by all means, share. I like that a few juicy tidbits. Uh, there was something on, and I, and I know this was kind of something that popped up on the internet about a week or two ago. When Kurt Angle she was said on she was 18, and those show. pictures were taking a... Yeah, I know. We can't, we, she might be 18. I don't know. We, we, it's the whole situation. But that really, was art. <laughs> it was art. <laughs> what, um, if, I don't know if you guys caught it. You know, People listening, I don't know if you caught it, Trey, but he made a comment on Bubble Love Sponge's show that he wanted to get into MMA, and he started making these claims where he wanted to do a real you know, kind of MMA, UFC-type shoot fight on a TNA pay-per-view next year in May or June, so it would give, it enough, give him enough time to train. And he kind of threw out some names of guys that he wanted to face, such as like Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture. Randy's retired at the moment. but uh, And he even threw a Ken Shamrock's name, who is in the Hall of Fame, hasn't officially retired, although many people expected he was going to after his last fight with he Ortiz. And uh, he's, I guess he's training now with the uh, IFL promotion. But... The whole thing was people were like, ah, why is Kurt doing this? Why is what, does he really want to get in MMA? You know, he's his next banged up. I don't know if that's a good idea. And then it, it kind of the talk kind of went away. People didn't really take it serious. And then when he was at the uh, Spike TV Video Game Awards, uh, Mike Swick, who's a UFC fighter, he has a segment on UFC.com called Real Quick with Mike Swick, and he actually interviewed Kurt Angle on the red carpet and asked him, "Listen, you know, I've heard these rumors that." You know, you want to get into the UFC, and Kurt Angle, and I'm kind of just reading a quote, he said, hopefully in the future Dana, he's speaking of the UFC president, Dana White, will have me on his show, and we'll be able to do one fight. I'd like to go against Tito Ortiz, maybe Chuck Liddell, Randy Corter, of course, Randy's out of it. He'll come out of retirement for me, though. Him and I used to go below his back in the amateur days. And then Mike Swick was continuing to ask some more questions. He goes, so you're not only a fan of the USC, but you would actually like to get in there and fight. And Angle said, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm 38 years old. I want to get at least one more fight in before I'm 40. So he's pretty much, I first thought it was just a one-time deal. He was making a statement. But now he goes on in an interview that gets plastered all over the place on UFC's website. He makes it clear he wants to get... And the Octagon, I don't know if he wants to do this. I, I know when, when he first made the statement, he wanted to do it at a TNA show in a TNA ring under his rules, which 
if you're going to fight someone, you know, from from the UFC, you really should do it on their terms because you're competing with them, and it's that it's that type of atmosphere. But right. I, I don't know what you think about this trade. I mean, right now, I'm sure you know UFC is blowing up. It's more popular than pro wrestling at the moment in terms of pay-per-view buy rates. Um, it's just, it's really... I think that's just a product of wrestling being so horrible lately. Yeah, and wrestling's really bad right now, but UFC, I mean, the, the show next Saturday, December 30th, is going to be a rematch between Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz... I'm actually going to go to a bar and watch title. That. Yeah, and that's supposed to be the most purchased UFC pay-per-view event of all time. They're supposed yeah. to get at least over a million buys, but... Wait, do you think Kurt belongs in there? I mean, is, this, no. is he kind of biting off more than he can chew right now? Well, I think a lot of this stems from, I don't know exactly his past, but... He does have the amateur background. He does have the gold medal. Okay, you got that to hang on your mantle. Now, if you remember back several years ago, we talked about this on the show, and I can't believe I remember it. But uh, before all the events, televised and non-televised, what have you, with whatever roster Kurt was on at the time, Kurt would always go to the ring, and they would do that freestyle wrestling with anybody on the roster. Anybody that was on the roster wanted to come down and wrestle before they went live. Kurt would wrestle you, and he won almost every time, especially against guys like Ben Wall and stuff like that that were into that style of fighting. I think this stems a little bit from that. It's one of those things, it's something that I haven't done yet that I think I can do. I want to try it and at least see if I can while I can, because if I wait till I'm 45 and 50, I'm going to sit back and wonder, could I have done it? And that's more disheartening than actually trying and getting your ass whipped. And, I mean, because my whole deal is that, you know, I mean, Kurt won a gold medal in the Olympics. He's a great wrestler. Um, I don't think he's afraid to, you know, actually get in there, really connect with the hits. You know, we, we've seen him really shoot fight with guys in wrestling, you know, with the headbutts and stuff like that. He's not really afraid to, you know, kind of, I guess as you guys would say, tater somebody during a match. Potato. It's actually a potato, and I know you still don't believe me, but it's the You're real right. term. It's called potato. But I don't, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay. And I can prove it, but I, I just don't really care. Okay. Uh, but... The whole situation with that, though, is that I don't doubt that aspect of Kurt Angle. I, I believe he could get in there and really be legitimate. But when he's tossing out names like Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell and Ken Shamrock, I mean, these guys are just way ahead of him in terms of that style of fighting. I mean, Kurt can probably spar with these guys, but in terms of getting in there fighting, he would. I, I mean, if you if you threw him in there with Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, I mean, those are two different guys in terms of style. But I think they would embarrass him. I think Chuck would knock him out. I think Tito would ground and pound the fuck out of Kurt Angle, and it would be a joke. It's just it, to me. I mean, I, I think Kurt could stand a chance, but I don't ever see him dominating that sport because, like he said, he said he only really has one or two fights in him. His neck's in horrible shape. Well, I don't, I, know he, don't. I don't know if he has one or two fights in him, but at that kind of fighting, probably, yeah, he's probably only got one fight in him. And uh, you know what? It, with his health and his issues, man, just stick to what you do and stick to what's making money and stick to what's putting you know food on the table and that you're good at. That's just my look at it. I mean, it's like the whole the whole thing we heard from him was that his focus was TNA. He wants to make it this this huge competition for the WWE, but now he's kind of doing this stuff where... I mean, I know he's gotten the blessing from Dixie Carter and TNA to do MMA if he would like, but, you know, the first and foremost, the focus was that Kurt Angle's in TNA. Now you need to help us, you know, grow. And now he's kind of just going off and making these comments, and I don't know if it's the smartest thing to do right now. But uh, It's not the smartest thing to do now. It's not the smartest thing to do ever. But yeah. I understand... Just like we talked if, about, yeah, yeah. just like we talked about with Brock Lesnar leaving to go play football. You know, he needed to do that while he could, because if he'd waited until he couldn't, he'd have always looked back and regretted it. And regret is a bitch. And he tried it, and 
he made the practice squad, but <laughs> yeah. But we all knew he was it was going to be a long shot to actually make the roster. So right, right. Um, another thing to note too uh, was Samoa Joe. He actually suffered an injury, not at the TV tapings this past Monday, but the ones from two weeks ago on Monday. They taped. This is how they did it. It was kind of weird. Two weeks ago on Monday, they taped two weeks worth of TV, which was the show last week and the one that's going to air this Thursday. And then the following Monday, which was this past Monday, they taped three works, uh, three weeks worth of television. So at the first TV taping two weeks ago, they only taped two weeks, and during the second taping, Samoa Joe actually ended up uh, suffering a second-degree sprain of the MCL in his knee. And I think it, it's actually going to take place in the match that airs this Thursday when it's Samoa Joe and AJ Styles against Kurt Angle and uh, Rhino. And uh, I'm kind of interested. I think it happens when he goes over the top rope. There's something that happens. But he wasn't able to wrestle at the last of the TV tapings on Monday. That was uh, three weeks' worth of, of television tapings. And he's been pulled from the entire I, – I, There's there's a he was booked for the Ring of Honor events this weekend in Hartford, Connecticut, in New York City, which the show in New York City at the Manhattan Center, that was going to be a big show, and they could have really used him there. Right. Unfortunately, he had to pull out of that. Uh, but he's going to be out of action – for the next few weeks, I was told he was going to be ready to go, though, for Final Resolution. And they have booked something for Samoa Joe at Final Resolution. I'm sure, watching the storylines, you can assume what that is. I won't say what it is for the sake of not giving away spoilers or anything like that. But if you'd like to find out, you can read the TV taping. So I just kind of wanted to pass that along about Samoa Joe, and he's kind of had this knee injury. Also, another injury, too, to pass along, Trey. Uh, Conan, or I'm sorry, I always call him Conan or Conan. You get mad when I call him Conan, but Conan... Conan, not Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien, I know, that was actually nuts. Uh, Conan, he actually has had a really bad hip, and I don't know if you've noticed, but he's been limping backstage at TV tapings and pay-per-view events for the last, actually this entire year. He's, his hip's been in really bad shape, and I guess he couldn't get surgery because of some issue with his insurance, but that finally got all cleared, and he actually had an operation on Wednesday in Monterey, Mexico this week, and he's going to be hospitalized in Mexico through Monday, but he finally decided to get that hip replacement surgery. That's something that's been really nagging him. That's why that was one of the reasons why he stopped wrestling for TNA and kind of became that mouthpiece for uh, LAX. So. Right, right, and it's a good fit for him. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The question will be what happens now with LAX. I mean, what are they going to do now that they don't have their mouthpiece? I think they'll be fine. But you know, Conan just had a way of getting them over. I mean, he was legit, and he he made them legit. He was the great mouthpiece for that faction, for that group. Yeah, and he's still, I mean, he's pretty much, the. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Homicide and Hernandez can talk. We just don't really hear it that often. Or just a quick little statement by Homicide or anything like that. But, yeah, or that, that's basically what he does. But, <laughs> but I was, I, I could have sworn he'd, he'd cut a promo or something in the past, but you're probably right. That's all he does with the machine gun sound. But, hey, but uh, yeah. It's not broke. Don't fix it, buddy. Yeah, and that, that like, you're right. That faction could, could be hurt a little bit if uh, Conan's not there to kind of be the mouthpiece. So, um, also, another thing, we, we, we were kind of talking about this before with uh, David Exxon and AJ Brzezinski. I, this, this could change, but with talk of TNA wanting to go to St. Louis, um, there's a rumor that, that the company has planned a match between David Eckstein and AJ Brzezinski down the line. Never happened. I know you're a big you know, St. Louis Cardinals fan, but would you want to see no. two baseball guys wrestle? I mean, No, it'll never happen because the same reason the Chicago Bears got all upset at Brian Erlacher. The Chicago Cubs, and, or the Chicago White Sox, rather, and the St. Louis Cardinals, they don't pay these players to wrestle on TNA pay-per-views. They just don't. And in their contracts, they're going to have something that keeps you from doing stuff that could jeopardize your baseball career. 
Um, David Eckstein and A.J. Prasinski get in that ring, and something goes wrong. One of them drops the other one. Let's say Prasinski drops Eckstein. Oh, dude, if something went wrong and one of those guys got hurt, one of those guys got hurt to a point they couldn't play this season, I'm trying to think of who it was. Man, who was it? I want to say... I want to say it was Eddie George, but I'm not sure. Eddie George in the NFL went to the Pro Bowl. No, it wasn't Eddie George. It was a running back that had a great season, and I can't remember the name of the guy. I want to say he was a rookie or a younger player. Went out, had a great NFL season, good enough to make the NFL Pro Bowl in Hawaii. And as part of the Saturday festivities before the Sunday game, they had flag football on the beach. Well, he did something and twisted an ankle or broke his leg or did something and hasn't played since. And there you go. that's kind of the way they eliminated that. It's no longer part of the Pro Bowl festivities. And ever since then, you start hearing about these contracts. You know, I mean, even singers, even singers like Gary Allen, my favorite country artist. I interviewed him one time, and he talked about how he loves to surf. And he's from California. And I asked him, I said, well, you know, what does your record label think of you out surfing and, you know, dodging sharks? And he said, well, I actually took out an insurance policy, but in my contract now it says that I can't do that anymore. Mm, okay. And that's just, that's just a country singer. We're talking. I, I, I'm, forget, I'm glad we're talking you brought the up MV, the whole... We're talking about the MVP of the World yeah. Series. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up that stuff. I remember with, with the whole situation with Brian Urlacher when he appeared in TNA. Oh, they were living in Chicago. Oh, the, they the, were just. Freaking, oh. I remember. I remember the media was like, "Why is he doing that? You know, he could get himself injured." And and really, all it was was him going into the ring, and I think he tossed Johnny Fairplay over the top rope right. into some people. We're not right. talking about a match here. We're talking about a run-in spot. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, that's kind of what they did at, you know, a year ago. And they just did it at the Turning Point show where they just kind of just get in the ring, kind of do some brawling, but that's about it. But, yeah, I, you're right. I didn't really think about that with the whole stuff. If they actually did have a match, there has to be something in a contract. Cause uh-uh, you can't do that because you guys, we pay you to play baseball. Yeah, we pay like you to said. play baseball, not wrestle. And that's just, exactly. it, shows, it shows no matter how much people in professional wrestling, and don't get me wrong, guys in the back, you guys are athletes and you're talented. And, you know, you're in great shape. But it just goes to show you the grand scheme of the way we look at sports in America. To, to the sporting world, wrestling is still not a sport. And these athletes, their, their, their companies, their places of business, their cities and towns and their front offices, they look down on wrestling. They look down at wrestling and think it's not a sport. And I'm telling you right now, in everybody's contract, if you make over a million a year, you can bet your ass there's something in there. It's like a non-stupidity clause where if you do something stupid and you Jeff Kent yourself and fall down the, and you wreck your motorcycle and try to tell all of us that you fell down the stairs, we're not going to pay you next year. We're, we're going to be able to opt out of your contract and not owe you any further salary or compensation. It's kind of close to what you know Ben Roethlisberger ran into in the summer. I mean, yeah. The whole motorcycle deal and not wearing the helmet and... This kind of hasn't really been the same player ever since. So. No, and there you go. So another example. So and also, okay, we're we're. I know we got to take a quick break after this, but to, to close up the TNA news, and it's not really. Well, I changed the format on you, Adam. Oh, you did. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and wrap up after this okay. segment. Okay. Okay. And then cool. we'll just toss it to the last little bit of Christmas wishes. Okay. All right. What I wanted to bring up, and I know if you listened to the show last week, uh, Trey was going nuts over the new TNA backstage what? interview girl. 
And I think I'm hoping for now, is it Letitia or Letitia? I say Letitia, but I don't know. I, okay. She's 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 so hot it could be whatever she wants it to be. <laughs> well, it's spelled L E T I C I A. Her last name is Klein. I'm going to say She's the new blonde backstage interview that we've seen on TNA in the last few weeks. And TNA's website put up uh, kind of a getting to know her type article. Now, what did I talk about on the show? Last week you talked about the fact how that I went immediately was. to TNAWrestling.com to find out more about yeah, this Yeah, you woman. tried going to NWATNA.com right. and you running into the porn. But eventually site. I found my way after yeah. a few hours later, I found my way back over to TNAWrestling.com and I stood on the show. I went to look for this new hot blonde chick that's doing all the interviews backstage. They don't have anything on her on the entire site. And boom, two days yeah. later, what do we have? We have the hot chick. Yes. And and I wanted to kind of read some of the stuff off to the trade dog because he's obviously infatuated with her. Yeah, I haven't seen this yet, so feel free to uh, so, read away. Okay. Now, she is 28 years old. Perfect. So she's not, you know, really, really young or too old. Obviously, she could have been too I old. I hope to be able to call her later and find out how she pronounces her name. So, yes, <laughs> please read on. Interesting to note here, she actually graduated from the University of Kentucky with a degree in psychology and finance. Mm, now, so where is she originally idiot. from? She's originally from Cave City, Kentucky, which is about 90 minutes oh, outside of Nashville, according yes, to the sir. I'm not obsessed with her, so I just know the stuff off the top of my head. I'm but. telling you right now, she's going to have, when she's probably not on TV, she probably has that little southern draw that just drives me She nuts. probably does a little bit. And, she, and there's some really, like, it, it's stuff that you, I mean, you would, she's, you know, obviously you see a hot chick, you wouldn't expect hot chicks to be into some stuff like this. But I'm reading from the article, she is an avid fan of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not making this up. If you go to TNAWrestling.com. All right. Um, let's see. She's actually less than six hours away from getting her pilot's license, and she wants to get a commercial pilot's license. Well, see, I was an air traffic controller, so this is all working out great. Keep reading. So it's working out so far. Uh, she's gone skydiving trace six times, including leaps in Las Vegas and elsewhere. She once did a 90-second free fall from 18,000 feet. Okay, I will do that if she is strapped to me. <laughs> you know how they make you do that uh, when you partner up on your first jump? Yeah. Now, I've seen I, them back to ba- back. They're like belly to back. Yeah. No. I want to do belly to belly skydiving okay. with her. Trade, you like gambling? Naked. Do I like gambling? Yeah. Yes, very much so. Okay, well, then you have something else in common with her. She's a huge gambler, and she actually once won $56,000 in the Texas Hold'em tournament. Oh, and see, Texas Hold'em is my game. There you go. So there's something else in common. She also... Get this, she enjoys snowboarding, skateboarding, and dirt biking. I don't do the boarding, but I like to dirt bike. I used to do that when I was a kid. There's something in common there. Uh, You know, at the end of this, this, I think what we're going to do is we're going to search her out. Okay. um, Find out if she's got a significant other. If she does, then I'll just send JSK over to beat his ass. (laughs) And what we're going to do is we're going to have what they call the old-fashioned shotgun wedding. Where, you you know, people will be surrounding us with shotguns, and if she tries to get away... So Miranda Lambert's no longer uh, an option then. Um, I have a feeling Miranda's seeing Blake Shelton, and oh, okay. I don't know for sure, but it's okay. just I think so. Um, I do want to add one thing though. No. This could maybe change your mind about her. As long as she doesn't have a penis, everything's good to go. Well, she doesn't have a penis, but um, I hate to break it to you, Trace. She's a fan of the Chicago Cubs. Oh, and that's just like you know. That's that's like being a Cowboys fan and a Packers fan. You just yeah, you just don't. Is she really? Yeah, she's a Cubs fan. 
Yeah, but is she really a Cubs fan, or does she, she just say she likes the Cubs? Well, wait, hold on, I mean, hold on. Here's something else that you have in common with her, because I know you're like this. She says she's an insomniac. Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, me big time. So there, so there. I don't know if that like helps. If it I know that there's a lot of things we can do late at night when we can't sleep. Exactly. So uh, the only drawback I would see here after looking at this is that uh, she's a Cubs fan. But, well, you know, I've seen married couples that actually like rival teams. Well, there you go. It has Maybe happened. You can get past that. I mean, I yeah. I mean, but here's the you know the funny thing about this. I'm I can't believe I'm going to say this on the air, but. <clears throat> The Cardinals, the, well, yeah, it's nothing like that. The Cardinals okay. almost always play at 7.05 or 7.10 on Fox Sports at night. The Cubs, for you baseball fans, you know this, play a lot of day games. Mm-hmm. And so I always... When, WGN, you know, right? Yeah, on WGN. So I would always get up around noon, 1 o'clock, and then, because I'm an insomniac and I stay up all night, so I sleep in late during the day, but I would always get up, and when I come in my office and I'm working on stuff for that night's show when I go on the air at the radio station, I always have the Cubs game on because I'm just a baseball fan. So I watch the Cubs. I know as much about the Cubs and that team as I know about my own because I watch both. I, you know, I watch the Cubs play during the day, and then when I'm at work, I watch the Cardinals play at night. So, I mean, I do know a lot about the Cubs, and so I would be able to at least carry on a very, very educated Cub conversation with her. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I could make this work. There. So I thought I would I would pass on some information about your new girl there for you. Oh, so. man, she is so... I know you were, just, you were just loving her last week. So she I is did. so beautiful, dude. It's not even funny. I mean, I got some information oh. for her. Well, with the way things are going, with the the way things are going with TNA and the fact they've been listening, and every time I say something, they do it. um, Maybe they'll put you on the air, and you can be like her. uh, Well, what I'm thinking is that they should send me some nude photos of her. (laughs) She was a model. If you go to Google and type in her name, she was a model. Well, I I don't want everybody else to see them. I just want to see them. I I don't want her to be naked for anybody else but me. Yeah, yeah. Because she's my new girl. You would you would at least send the courtesy. I mean, we're dating in my mind. That's how serious this is. We're dating in my okay. mind. I mean, right. yeah. so you're kind of like Meg Griffin with Brian the dog. And... Well, okay. yeah. And the scary thing is that it very much could end up the same way. If <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh wow, we went to so. shit in a hurry on this one, didn't we? Yeah, I know. I was trying to make a little joke there. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is is that. When I went to TNA Wrestling looking for her, I thought, well, maybe she'll have a MySpace page. And she didn't even have that. And now she does. Now she does. So I'll be sending her an ad request. <laughs> I love the, yeah, you can bet your ass we'll be friends bet on MySpace. Bet your ass we doing that. So. Oh, we're going to be best friends on MySpace. Tell you what. So, but, yeah, there can you go. Can you get a restraining order from stuff, things but. that are said on MySpace? I don't think you can. I still haven't gotten my response from James Mitchell yet. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, nothing. You got nothing, huh? Nothing. Well, you know, to keep reading, because, you know, when he does sit down and decide I to know. start posting, he might use you as a pro or a con. <sighs> like I said, I was hoping more for the con, just so it would give me some publicity and be like, did you hear about Adam Martin from WrestleView? He got denied. He got denied by James Mitchell. How do you think I'm going to feel when I come back in here from Letitia's MySpace page? Oh, she doesn't add me. She doesn't I add me. That. I mean, if you don't, Letitia, if you don't add me to your or Letitia, Letitia, I say Letitia. 
If you, you better get her name right before you contact her. Right. Because uh, I don't really want to call her Hot New Blonde on TNA, because that really... <laughs> That's probably, what I do, but you know, easy um, to remember. If you don't add me on MySpace, honey, don't worry. That's just a roadblock. We can make it work. <laughs> I still love you. Just a roadblock. We can make it happen. I have faith. So we'll keep you updated on Trey's uh, love triangle with the blonde chick on TNA. Yeah, Letitia or Letitia. Whatever it is. Um... Pretty much that's it for your Christmas crap tackler because that's all that was out there and available for us to really talk about this week. Yep. However, we do have a lot more of your Christmas wishes. And you know what? Again, thank you to everybody who took time out of their busy schedule to call these in because without you, this wouldn't even be a show. We wouldn't even be doing this. We would have just said, okay, we're off this week for the holidays. Um, but you know what? We wanted to give you more than that because we are for the fans, by the fans. And you know what? You're not listeners. You're not, you know, you're not fans. Really, you are family members because you're here every week, and sometimes I can't get rid of you like some of the people in my family. So we love you. <laughs> we, we appreciate everything yeah. because, trust me, usually around Monday or Tuesday, Adam and I have that phone conversation where one of us, if not both of us, goes, man, I don't want to do a show again. I don't even want to do a show next week. And then by Wednesday, we're like, all right, so on the show this week, what we're going to do is... And I'm getting some new equipment now, too, for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, and you're getting some new equipment. So I have, like, an incentive to actually sound a little better. And Yeah, and you know what? I don't know that equipment can help you with that, but i got my fingers crossed. What we will yeah, do is uh, Adam will get to start hosting some, and I'll just be the voice that calls in. You One time you did that where you decided to take a piss on the air. That was fun. Yeah, I did take a piss on the air, didn't I? So... Uh, so we're, are we finishing the show here and then just playing the... Yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap okay. this up. Before, so. before we wrap it up, I'm the next week dude, so I have to say what's coming up next Oh, that's week. right. You are the next week guy. We still got to get like a sounder or something. We you know, coming up next week on Wrestling News Live. Yeah, we need to do something. Uh, next week is going to uh, we come we come back live. It's actually our last live show of 2006. Other people are taking the week off, but not us. Not, not us, us. Guys. No. Uh, December 30th, we're going to return to our normal time slot live. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. That's going to be December 30th. I'll be waiting for uh, you, Letitia. I don't think... Yeah, yeah, he loves you. I don't know... I don't. Actually, that day, we might have to pull out the rapid fire because yeah, we we, for, for once, we're not going to have to do pay-per-view picks, Trey. Thank God. So we're just going to be talking about... Did I about win again? Yes, you did. I think you won by one. Oh, I don't give a damn. It's better than... It's yeah, you won again, though. You won again. I you successfully again. defended my pay-per-view crown. So, you success... And then, and then I, I think... We will have two weeks off because I think the next pay per view is January seventh. So we'll have next Saturday, which is the thirtieth, and then the following Saturday is this. Oh, I guess the sixth. We'll have to do picks for. So we'll have one week where we don't have to worry about pay per view picks. So that'll be a nice week, a breath of fresh air. So we'll kind of just you know do the news. Uh, we'll do the news minutes. We'll bring back the rapid fire. We'll take your phone calls and anything else. And it'll be a long time that we had been off the air. So a lot of news is going to get collected, and I'm sure we'll have to talk about some. Our other batteries stuff. will recharge, and we'll once again look forward to yeah. being live. And that'll be a, that'll be a fun night to to kind of come back. And also, do want to pass on? I'm sure we'll put a link up on the website. Uh, the Wrestling Radio Awards are now up. You could the, the ballot yes. is now up over at WrestlingRadioAwards.com, and they did this last year, and they did it again this year. And this year is kind of cool because the guys at Audio Wrestling and Showdown on that, they kind of made a whole section where they went back, and you can see the entire history of the of awards. Yes, yeah, so you can see who won, what year, blah, blah, blah. Last um, year was my favorite year on the entire Yeah, thing. last year was our great year because we pretty much swept. We had about four awards, 
And uh, but this year they have a lot more shows, so it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out. And you know, actually, my, myself and Troy, we had a conversation about this earlier tonight. You know, if you want to vote for us, great, we appreciate it. But we're not going to cry this year if we don't win a lot or even win anything because, you know, we kind of made a statement last year and uh, we didn't. You know, the whole guest thing, we kind of just. This year we weren't so into it because we... Well, yeah, and it was look, almost a project. I wanted to see yeah. if we could continue to have our listenership and our listener base grow without guests. guests. I wanted to see if you were just tuning in for the guests and could care less what we had to say, or if you really enjoyed us for us. And you know what? We've got more listeners now than we had last year, so apparently you like what we have to say, and we thank you for it. Yeah, and if you look at our 2005 archive, I mean, every single week we had a, a, someone from TNA or WWE on. So we kind of just took a break. I mean, we had a few guys on this year. We had, like, Eric Young, and uh, we had Shannon Moore before he actually went back to the WWE. We had right. Chris Harris and Bobby Roode. But those were just kind of fun interviews, and we kind of just decided we, we, we tried some new stuff this year. I'm sure we'll talk about more about kind of the – we might have to do kind of a – excuse me. Oh, well, a year in review. Burger King. Next, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said Burger King, man. Um we did it last year. What do we call that thing? Do we call it, we just call it the year in review or the yeah, yeah kind of Omega the, does it. Yeah, Omega did it where he kind of just compiled a bunch of highlights from a lot of the interviews. Although this year might be kind of hard because we didn't have a lot of guests on. So um, that's that up to Omega. Fun. If he wants to do it, he's more. Yeah, if Omega well. wants to do it, you know that'd be cool if you could just kind of go through some of the shows and pick out what's been funny and ask the listeners what their favorite spots yeah. were from some of the shows. And maybe we I'm can sure me pissing the... live on the air will be on there. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. But I'm sure we could kind of go back and talk about uh, last or the year that was 2006 for us next week on December 30th and kind of reflect on a little bit, you know, yeah. the time you guys took off and I was doing the show by myself. And it I mean, that's and the thing is if you want to vote for us on these awards, we appreciate it and we thank you for doing that. But our hearts won't be broken if we don't win one yeah. single award because we know that this year we didn't. I don't want to say we we you know let you down because I don't think we did. I think we just went a different avenue. And you know what? We may not be flashy and catchy and as all polished and, you know, you know, typical wrestling radio, you know, with guest, guest, guest. But you know what? We do what we do for you guys and the entertainment that you give us in return. So if we're not like them, then fuck it. Our, we've got our award and the fact that you show up every week. Yeah, that's our award right there. So a lot of other shows deserve it, actually, more than we do. Because like you said, Trey, they, a lot of shows work hard. And we, we worked really hard in 2005 to get those interviews. And we were just banging them out every week. And well, I won't say we don't deserve any. I'm just No, I mean, I, mean we, I, think we did, you know, I think we did a good job this year. But there's probably a lot of other shows out there that worked a lot harder than we did in terms of guests. And well, In um, terms of guests, they all did. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we didn't really... We didn't do anything. No, we just kind of banked on pay-per-views and new brands opening. and News and phone calls from our yeah. listeners. Which is what we have. We actually have more fun doing that anyways because, you know, we'd rather talk to you guys than a wrestler. Me too. All right. With that being said, that is your Christmas Craptacular Volume 2. Say goodbye, Adam. Goodbye, Adam. And uh, you know what? Again, thank you all very much. From the bottom of our hearts, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Look forward to 2007. God knows I'm looking forward to 2007 because 2006 has done nothing but kick me in the junk. Um, you know, my fiance and I split up. My mom died. My best friend got cancer. Um, I can almost write a country song, but my my dog is still Sounds alive. Sounds like a country song. Matter of fact, my dog's still alive and she's sitting right over here. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to 2007 just to shake this 2006 off of me because it's been rough. Um, with that being said, I want to leave you with some more of your Christmas wishes. 
Uh, we'll also hear in this segment from Omega and his yearly Christmas craptacular poem. We'll hear from the power Andy Knowles in upstate New York and more of your phone calls on this year's Christmas craptacular volume two. Thanks everybody. Merry Christmas and have a good new year. Have a happy new year and don't drink and party too much without calling me first. Hey WNL gang, this is Postal out of Wisconsin. And I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I enjoy Trey, JSK, and even Adam every once in a while, too. And just want to say again, have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and JSK. We're in remission in 2007, buddy. Have a good one, guys. Hello, everyone. I'm wishing you a happy holidays. This is Rock and Sock from the WNL Chevrolet at EWAZone.com. I would like to wish Trey, JSK, and the fucking white boy himself, Adam Martin, a very happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. So long. Hey guys, this is Adam in Wyoming, Lister from the Forum. Just want to wish everybody involved with WNL a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. You guys say for the fans, by the fans, I think that's damn right. You guys make Saturday night so much fun. It's awesome. Uh, between the God angle, the exploitation of Eddie this year, and the, the horrible embarrassment that is ECW. It's been a damn tough year to be a wrestling fan, but you guys make it a little bit more bearable. So thanks for that. You guys rock. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll be here every Saturday. You guys will be too. That's great. Merry Christmas. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Yeah! What? Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is Killer Cow from Mount Vernon, New York, NY, baby. Just want to wish everyone a safe and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. For Trey, JSK, Adam Martin, and my man, Central Loco, S.A., what's up, homie? Anyway, Merry Christmas to you all, and to all good night. Mwah, one, bye. Hey there, this is D-Dave, better known as Dangerous Dave, the NASCAR guy. I'd like to give a shout-out to everybody that I see in the chat room and on the forums. Have Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey, this is Lone Star. I want to wish everyone out there a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hook them horns. Greetings, WNL listeners. Omega here, once again reciting a poem to spread holiday cheer. I wanted to do a funnier bit this year, something more grand, but I kind of stole the idea, so I scrapped what I planned. I sing this poem to my friends, wishing nothing but good. If you can call it singing, I did the best I could. To Trey and JSK, the best hosts on the internet, I've listened four years now. Rock and sock, that means I win the bet. To Adam, my former co-host I shared WNL with this year. I hope we do it again, even if it does make the fans fear. To Wildcat and Chick, better friends there's never been. Thanks for being there, no matter how much I get under your skin. To Tim, JJ, and Harmony, some of the best in the biz. And even to Internet Dave, whoever the fuck he is. To the regulars I always see in the forum and chat, who share my fate of having nothing better for their time than that. Rock and Sock, Double H, Fugitive and Aussie, Extreme, Norn, Power One, and Wonky. Mojack, Cowgirl, Spug, and Undertoker, GPG, Stunner, Postal, and Joe from Tom's River. Sorry if I left you off. I don't have the time. I'm not that good with poems, and your names don't rhyme. 
and to Vince McMahon with his brown nosers and big bucks. I hope you get cold this year. Your product still sucks. I'll leave it at that, now that I've spread my cheer. I hope everyone has a great Christmas this year. And if you think I'm insensitive for leaving out a holiday or two, for you Christmas haters, I've just got two words for you. Merry Christmas. I hope Santa brings you thicker skin next year. Hey, it's the Power Andy Knowles from 99 Hits FM and the Hours of Power. Most people here in upstate New York would know me from the Pro Wrestling Rewind, wanting to wish all of you out there from Wrestling News Live a merry, merry Christmas and a happy holiday season to you. Trey, JSK, and Adam Martin, hey guys, thank you so much for all the help that you give us here on the Rewind. We greatly appreciate it. And to all my great friends on the forum board, Wildcat Woman, Cowboy Chick, Norn Rad, Extreme Falls, Goosey, Omega, my good friend, Legend of HBK, all you guys out there on the forum boards, have a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. And remember, if you are in upstate New York, you can catch the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Saturday night at 10.05 Eastern right here at 99 Hits FM. So, hey, guys, once again, have a great, great holiday season. Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Hope you have a good one from all of us here at the Pro Wrestling Rewind. And remember, boys and girls, please take care of the energy inside yourselves. After all, that's where the true power lies. And God of radio willing enough to hire power lets me. You never know. You may catch me on the phone at Wrestling News Live maybe next week. Keep it real. Have a great holiday season. And remember, if you're not listening to Wrestling News Live, you're either an idiot or in jail, or you're double H and you're in jail, in which case you stole a radio to listen to Wrestling News Live, and that's okay. Merry Christmas, Double H, guys. Catch you on the flip side. The power is back, and here we go! 99 Hits FM. Que pasa? This is Santa Loco calling... From New Orleans, I want to wish a Merry Christmas to my homeboys out there, to the whole WNL crew, to my country boy Trey, to the funky one Adam Martin, and to my home JSK. We miss you, man. Hope you're feeling better for next year. Also, I want to give a shout out to all my homies out there in the farms. You know, my homeboy Goosey, my boys Double H. All y'all in the forums, you know. Hey, I've been listening to the show for a while, but this year I've been active in the shows and active in the forums and in the chat rooms. So, hey, it's been fun. And I want to wish y'all, you know, also everybody in the MySpace, my boy Killer Kyle, he needs to be in the forums this time. So, this is it, you know. So, I'm going to say one more time, Feliz Navidad and Arriba la Raza. Hey guys, it's Maverick from uh, San Jose, California. Good area to live in. Uh, I just want to wish you guys Merry Christmas to Trey, JSK, Adam Martin, uh, Omega, VNS, Tim Stein, all you guys there. Alright, talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey everybody, this is Stone in Buffalo. I want to wish everyone to be our family a happy and safe holidays. I also want to pass along some good well wishes to my cousin Chris and of course JSK. This bomber coming up is for you guys. Stay strong. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is like I won one from the chat room live in Oklahoma. I just wanted to 
wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a great New Year. Best of luck in the coming year. And keep the show going, guys. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, hi, this is Mojack. I'm calling from California. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. Um, you keep getting funky now, Adam. And yeah, I don't like that either. I kind of like something. Oh, uh, Mojack, take two. Uh, this is Mojack from the West Coast. I want to wish you all on the Wrestling News Live family a uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. That's pretty much it. Hey, Trey, JFK, and Adam Martin. This is the Jester Boy from Portland, Oregon, wishing you all a Merry Christmas. And our prayers go out to you, uh, JSK, in the hopes that uh, the next year will be a plentiful one for you. We're keeping it green for you here in the West. And as always, stay classy, San Diego. Merry Christmas. Hello, this is William, WWE Center, Ingram of WrestleTalkRadio.com from New Orleans, Louisiana. And I would like to wish everyone over at Wrestling News Live, WNL, as well as everyone else abroad, a very special Merry Christmas. And not to mention a very speedy recovery to JSK. Thank you very much for the shows and looking forward to 2007. Thanks. Merry Christmas, everybody.